Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. A lot to get to today, some April Fool's fun. We'll start off with the jobs report. Yeah, the Labor Department put out the March jobs report saying payrolls rose by about 431,000. Uh, analysts had expected 480,000, but still a decent jobs report nonetheless, even though it missed the expectations. Uh, the unemployment rate fell to 3.6%, which is right where it was before the pandemic shutdowns began. So this is basically just getting us back to where we should have been. Now, the bad news, of course, is that we've got runaway inflation. So employment in this particular setting, I don't want to say it means nothing. It, it is significant, but that is that good news is dampened quite significantly when all the wage gains that people have seen have been wiped out and then some because of runaway inflation. Yes, that's a problem. Joe says, what? And that mean what it means is clear, what is very clear. America are back to work, and that's good news for millions of families who have a little more breathing room. No, they don't. And the, and the dignity that comes from earning a paycheck, yeah. just the dignity of having a job. Hold on a second. We just talked the other day about 11.2 million jobs open. Yeah. That they, they can't fill. There are a lot of people that could be working that are not working, and the prediction was, well, when a lot of these COVID benefits run out, then they expect more people to go out and take these jobs, correct? Right. So it rings a little hollow when I hear... Dignity that comes from earning a paycheck. <laughs> just the dignity of having a job. There are a lot of people that are just earning off the government and not working. That's all I can think about from the report the other day. So, yeah. Okay, jobs report. It's solid. Except people are going backwards. And again, everywhere you look, it's like, help wanted, help wanted, we're hiring, you know, and paying out the was to just keep people employed. It, that part is what is frustrating. Wages have never been higher. I've heard that one, too. You've erased any gain you ever had with inflation. Dopey. Dude, you know, like a buddy of mine made the point the other day, when it's costing me $85 to fill my tank when it was, you know, at worst 50 all this rings a little hollow. Yeah. Because I got to fill up my tank a lot, drive mm -hmm. a lot for my job. So, yeah, that's a little bit frustrating. You hear, oh, see, and you just don't know how good you have it. That's right, what I we know. hear a lot yeah, of times. And then, are you kidding me? Well, hey, here's great news um, gas prices high. You know, you can buy an electric vehicle. Yeah, they're constantly going back to this. This happened again on MSNBC, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. And she has this solution if you're worried about the cost of gas. People can buy electric vehicles and don't have to ever worry about going to fill it up at the gas pump. And I just say, Chris, one of the things that I think is a really great example of this is that if you... Well, before you go on, do you know how much they cost, Jennifer? Doesn't care. Doesn't affect her. Do you understand how budgets work? 
within a family at all. Filled up your 15-gallon tank today, you'd be paying about 62 bucks to go 300 miles. If you plugged in an electric vehicle in your garage with your three-prong plug, yep. you'd be paying about 10 bucks. So 10 bucks versus 62 bucks, that's 50 bucks you're saving every time you fill up. That's a huge savings for real people. For real people. Again, how much do they cost on average, Jennifer? Most families can't afford them. That's a problem. Why don't you just come out and say it? All this is about getting you to go green in the future. Because we have so many of our people invested in this. I mean, it's better for the environment. Right. And it's about fighting climate change. Okay, whatever. Am I the only one that gets ticked off on that? No, no. Okay. It's, it's very frustrating when she says, "Oh yeah, you can you can save what fifty bucks whenever you fill up your tank." Okay, uh, but what if I have to drive so much that I have to recharge my car multiple times a week? There is that. Depending on where you live, that may be a very real reality. There. Um, the other question is, how much? Is is the monthly payment of a $55,000 vehicle going to wipe away any savings on gas? Well, everything. Right. And then some. And again, if you look at the world, what is the percentage? 97%, 98% running on fossil fuels. Yes. You're acting like, well, you're just a holdout if you don't get the electric car now. No, no one's moved beyond this yet. If you if you want to make that the future, it takes years and years and years. And it's, again, this full-court press on so many things, and this is just another. Oh, yeah, get your electric vehicle. It's not even realistic for a high percentage of the people. No. Absolute nonsense. Well, I mean, you know, your first car, your college or whatever is, generally speaking, a budget car of some kind that will get you from point A to point B. That's not going to be an electric car anytime soon. You're not going to have a market of a bunch of used electric cars to, to buy. No. No, it's crazy. Meanwhile, the State Department is warning Americans in Russia and Ukraine, get out. Now. Yeah, here we go again. Well, okay. We heard this right before Russia invaded Ukraine, right? Made sense. Seemed like that was inevitable. Why now again? Hey, get out immediately. What do you know? What do you know now that you didn't know then, or what is there more information? You got some people in Russia talking about nukes again. So is that enough from our intelligence to be spooked enough to say, yeah, this is it, you better get out because of that? Yeah, I do wonder the warning, and I I don't think it's a bad warning to to send out, but who's, like, hanging out in Moscow through this whole thing as an American citizen? Saying, you know, I think it'll be fine. Great you, question. Unless you don't have any options, but if you have options, I would think you would already get out. Absolutely. And don't you suppose if you're an American in Ukraine now, you're fighting. Right, you want to be. You're there for the fight. So I found that to be very curious. You know, some people were, you know, batting that around like exactly what does that mean? I don't think we know yet. And that was Ned Price that was talking about this. That's one of our favorites um, from the State Department. He said, we have heard from President Putin uh, denigrate equality, free speech, and human rights for all. For these reasons, we are warning U.S. citizens that Russian government security officials in both Russia and in Ukraine may be 
singling out U.S. citizens based on their nationality. Let the vice president did, did describe what's going on there and to let us know what's happening. Ukraine is a small country. Inside that small country, there are some Americans. And those Americans could be at risk from the big country, which is Russia. Russia has bigger weapons and tanks and awful things. And we need to get those people out of the little country, put them on a big plane, and send them back to another big country, which is the U.S. Any questions? I didn't think so. It's been a while since I heard that one from Kamala. Yeah. I think I got it down to about nine seconds. Do you really? Yeah. Russia is a bigger country. Yeah. Russia is a powerful country. Uh-huh. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Yes. Yeah. And together, the whole world needs to fight for freedom. <laughs> that's right. That's yes, right. Of course. Oh, here, story on a lighter note. Software engineer in India flew on an airline called Indigo. Last Sunday, they actually didn't lose his luggage. Someone else with the same bag grabbed it by mistake. Uh. He said the airline was helpful about it. Reaches out to customer service, but they hadn't found the bag a day later. So he decided to hack into their website and find it himself. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. All he wanted was the other passenger's phone number so he could call him up and coordinate a swap. The airline wouldn't give that info. Privacy reasons, we just can't do that, okay? Man. So he dove into the website's code, used the number on the bag tag to find their contact info. They only lived four miles from him, so they met up and exchanged bags. So then he went on Twitter and tweeted to the airline to explain how he did it. He said, you know, I just want you to know there's some major holes there in your website security. (laughs) Now, they responded, downplayed the whole thing. They claimed their site was never really compromised. Well, sure he, it was. He hacked into it. Yeah, I mean, if he got private information that you weren't giving up willingly, then, yeah, your your website was breached. Yes. So they're downplaying it, but it has a lot of people just laughing, going, you know what? Sometimes to get your bag back, you got to take matters into your own hands. Right. You know, yes, that's true. Uh, did you hear what the president had to say on Transgender Day of Visibility? Seriously, this is like, where are we now? We'll get to that much more coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So all week, for the last couple of weeks, really, people have been talking about the Florida Parental Rights Bill. Right. And the left is calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill. And part of the conversation is the transgender issue with kids. And we know that some states have been saying, like Texas, hey, we can't just mutilate A child's genitals, okay? We're not going to do that. That's insanity. Well, that's been deemed as hateful and certainly not Mm gender-affirming. So it seemed uh, almost like it was coordinated yesterday. Uh, A lot of documents that were released that endorse gender reassignment surgery, hormone treatments for kids. Uh, The president spoke about it yesterday because, after all, it was what? Trans uh, Day of Visibility. Yes. 
Because it's never in the news. <laughs> right. It's never in the news, never talked about, not at uh-uh. all. Yeah. No. So here's Biden. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility, I want you to know that your president sees you. Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. Hang on. Whoa. Made in the image of God? Mm, that's what he said. But it, So did God make the mistake with the sex of this person? They're in the wrong body. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I don't know that you can have it both ways there, Joe. But I guess he tries to do that all the time with his own face. So go ahead. When there are those out there who don't see you and don't respect you, for example, the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws, attacking you and your families is simply wrong. Attacking you and your families? How is it attacking? David, please. How? Well, in the case of Florida, uh, you just have a lot of people, apparently, who want adults to have conversations about sex and sexuality with five-year-olds in secret without the parents' involvement or consent. That seems very weird to me. But if you say that that is, what, that's an assault on trans people? I think you're doing trans people more harm than good then in that case, Joe. That seems like an assault on children. Say, yeah, we're going to keep this from your parents. Hey, six-year-old, let's talk about your genitals. No, that's sick. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills. What? And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, at work, in our military, in our housing and health care systems, everywhere. Simply everywhere. Okay. So, biological males competing against females, you're all good with that. Got it. Today, we're announcing even more steps. But there's always more work to do. Isn't there... It's the work isn't done ever because these are multi-million dollar businesses. What will these people do? Okay. To end the epidemic of violence against transgender women of color and girls of color. What? Hmm. Against transgender women of color. Color and girls of color. Yes. Hmm. I think so. If you're transgender, white. Woman, you're not facing. Apparently. Okay. Well, if you look at the percentages, it's tiny. Yeah. Already. They make a big deal about that, but it's so misleading. Who was it? Was it Tucker or somebody else that actually gave the stats of, was it either death or attacks? The regular population has four times more attacks by statistics than if you're a trans. Hey, quiet down over there. What, all those facts? Quit talking about that stuff. Doesn't matter. Facts aren't loving? No. Got it. To ensure transgender seniors can age with dignity, dignity. Transgender seniors. And to finally pass the Bipartisan Equality Act to help transgender persons around the world live free from discrimination and violence. Above all, what? to be there with you. To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. According to what? Mm. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of conversations coming out of the community that is actually aimed at helping uh-huh. young kids. And, you know, you're not talking about people who are against transitioning your gender. It's, you know, there's very famously, I mean, uh, oh, what's her name? She is actually a trans woman and is in the medical field. and is Oh, helped, in San Francisco. Yeah, has helped transition yeah a lot of adults, and has has counseled young people through this. And that person's worried. 
about the because social it's an epidemic. Right. The, the social contagion aspect of what's going on. So, no, blanket affirmation, if you want to call it that, is the opposite of love. Absolutely. There any transgender American who's struggling, please know that you're not alone. To parents and children alike, please ask for help and know this. You're so brave. You belong. And we have your back. God bless you all. Be brave. He's terrible. He's terrible. No mean tweets, though. Oh, well, a lot that's of people a, that voted for that guy that never thought that would happen a year later. That's a really harmful argument, too. It I mean, really is. Children are not capable of making life-changing no. decisions. They're not capable. This is ridiculous. It's mass insanity. You can't sell that. Gosh, dang. Plus the fact he doesn't see very well because he was squinting the entire time he did this. <laughs> so he's not seeing it well at all. What happened? He I don't know. He looks like the old guy from the Muppets. He's always squinting when we he's looking at the camera. We noticed it yesterday. The squint is is real. It's cataracts, you know, okay. and, and Hunter Biden's medicine uh, got delayed. Oh, we've got yeah. your back, people who squint. We have your back. Yeah, you've been ostracized from society. We have squinting affirming care. Right, it's on the way. You'll no longer have to to, to drink out of these squinters only fountain. Oh no, we got another case of someone writing the N word in a school. No, we don't. Yes, hate speech. Not Rosemont High School. I'm not joking. Sacramento. Someone wrote a racist comment, including the N-word, on a wall. A report was made to police, okay? And attorney Mark Harris, who is the race and equity liaison at the Sacramento City Unified School District, said, anytime you use the N-word, in my opinion, it's hate speech. In this situation, the context of the use of the word is very clear, very explicit, threatening language associated with the use of the N-word. I call it hate speech very disturbing. Let me hey, guess well, how this story ends. Yeah, no kidding, David. I'm with you. Go it, ahead. It was a black student who wrote it. How cynical are you, David? <laughs> um, well, I, if you're asking, are you right about that? Well, yes, you are correct, <laughs> okay. sir. Yes, yeah. well David Van playing yes. well. Yes. yes. Once again, um, a, a hoax here with uh, some racist language on the school wall. Okay, now is anything going to be done? Probably not. But again, just put that rule in. If you fake it, you got to pay the price just like as if you did it yourself. Okay, now the White House economist is saying we need to dump oil. What are we going to do then? Next. Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. And happy April Fool's Day to you. Be on the lookout. Thanks. Never know what. Well, I noticed you looked my way when you said that, and I couldn't help but think about what happened 20 minutes before the show started today. More on that a little bit later. Yeah, afraid so. Whenever you want to do that, David, you just let me know. Let's get to the White House economist saying we need to dump oil. Yeah. That's a great idea. Well, yeah, White what? House. Yeah, the what? White, White House economist Brian Deese has some thoughts on the price of gas. 
The circumstances uh, in global oil markets today and global energy markets today provide the clearest possible signal why the United States needs to do everything it can to accelerate toward energy security and true energy independence. And the only way that we can ultimately do that is to reduce and eliminate our dependence on uh, on uh, fossil fuels. Wrong answer. <laughs> the world That's run- not the only way to become energy independent. Yeah, the world runs on petroleum, whether you like it or not. It does. That's a fact, and that Correct. will not change if your buddies make more money on Tesla or whatever. Correct. Okay, That's not going to change. So if you want to talk about in terms of decades perhaps lifetimes, sure, that's fine. But as things stand right now, you're not going to be able to pull off this hard pivot in the next three years, much less in the next six months. Absolutely not. What a jackass thing to say. These are people in power positions. They just lie to people. Unbelievable. Yes. Because he said the only way? Yeah. The energy security and true energy independence. And the only way that we can only ultimately way. do that. That's not true. Only it's not way. the only way. No, it's the way you prefer. So tired of that crap. I can't wait to get all these people out of there, man. It's been predicted uh, by several people, and I really believe it's true. Because I think enough people have had their eyes open to see what's really going on. That this is it. For the far left. And I think that's why we see the desperation that we see right now. And that's on oil, on the trans issue, on critical race theory. The border. Yes, you name it. It's unlike we've ever seen in this country before. And it's because there could be a halt put to this pretty quickly, but you got to get the right people in power. So they're trying to get a lot of stuff done by November. A little spooky. I think we'll be all right. But, man, the pressure is on from everywhere you look. Well, you had this poll, David, talking about Biden with Quinnipiac. Oh, it it, it it is disastrous, and it's not just one poll. I know that that's popular right now, but when you look at the averages, this is pretty much in line. This is brutal, though. Biden's approval stands at 36% overall. Independents have his approval at 32%. And when you look at every demographic, it's worse. He is underwater in every age demographic, every single one. And his approval rating among Hispanics, which is obviously a very key voting block as the largest minority group in the United States, approval among Hispanics is 32%. Oh, daddy. That is a seismic shift. Absolutely. Uh, on the economy overall, 34% What do you attribute that to? I'm sorry to interrupt with Hispanics. I think it's not one issue. It's a number of I've got one things. thought. Okay. Um, religion. I think it's in play. Absolutely. Yep. I think these are faith-based people, a lot of them, a lot of them Catholics, um, who look at this guy going, they're taking my religion away from me. Everything I believe, they're telling me I can't, you know, this can't fly. I think a lot of it is faith-based. Well, it's critical race theory yeah it's the abortion issue it's like every but, but it all issue. ties yes. into their faith yes. absolutely yeah i think that's part of it well i i think when you look at a sizable portion of the hispanic community living in border communities mm-hmm. they see this disaster yes and they are directly affected by it that's why you have 
massive swings towards Hispanics voting in uh, Republican primaries in the uh, in the Texas um, uh, primary elections. Mm-hmm. You have a number of Hispanics saying, "No, this is not sustainable because our communities are being run over." by this gigantic group of people who are coming in every single day, and the Democratic Party's message is, you should be supportive of this because you have the same skin color. Correct. Like, that's garbage. That's so insulting to an entire group of people. Yes. My goodness. I mean, and to be honest, the other part of that is, where is the focus always, as far as media, if it's a person of color, that is somehow marginalized, usually not Hispanics. Right. Usually not. Right. So, yeah, I think it's a disaster all the way around come November. I'm not the only one to say that. Well, I I hate speaking too soon. I'm optimistic about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you turn things around between now and November enough to change polling like that. My gosh, man. Well, it's every single issue. The Democrats are like double digits behind. You're in the low 30s? Yeah. Wow. So Chris Rock, still talking about the big slap from the other night, Will Smith. He apparently told cops not to arrest Will Smith. Yeah, that's according to Will Packer. He's the guy who led the production of the Oscars telecast. He did this interview with ABC News talking about the slap. And, of course, he was traumatized by it because, sure, that word means nothing anymore. Uh, but he says the cops actually offered to arrest Will Smith after he slapped Chris Rock, but Chris Rock said, no, it, it's fine. Wow. And as they were talking, Chris was, he was being very dismissive of those options. He was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. He was like, no, no, no. And even to the point where I said, I said, Rock, let him, let him finish. The officers finished laying out what his options were. And, um... And they said, you know, would you like us to take any action? And he said, no. Chris Rock is coming out, at least in my eyes, <laughs> even more classy as days goes on. Because last night, during his act, someone was trying to start the chant of bleep Will Smith. And he's just started saying, no, 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 no. I mean, there are a lot of people who'd be like, yeah, and you'd fan the flames of that whole thing. Yeah. He's just trying to downplay the whole thing. Just trying to move on while it seems. Who knows? Maybe a month from now it'll be different. But I think respect for Chris Rock in a lot of people's eyes has gotten much higher since all this went down. I did hear a piece from a liberal woman yesterday, a person of color, that was telling white people, uh, you should just not talk about this at all because you cannot understand all the different dynamics in play because you don't have that experience. What does color have to do with any of this? Well, as a white person, Scott, this this black woman would say you can't identify, so you should just keep your opinion to yourself. You don't need to talk about it. You should sit and listen and learn. What am I learning and listening for? I don't know. That is quite okay for somebody in a committed relationship to uh, go ahead and allow their wife to just sleep with whomever <laughs> indefinitely? And then you get angry about it and overprotective because your manhood is slowly slipping away from you, and you got to prove that you still are a man and you still have a pair in front of a, an audience. So you go up and slap somebody who says something about your wife. It's not like he slept with her. That would have been fine. 
I'm not quite sure what the take back from that would be other than you're not doing the listening and the work to be able yeah, to comment okay. on such matters. For doing that, work. Yeah. Within my lifetime, Chris Rock and Will Smith have both been pretty well off financially, right? Absolutely. Very famous, making a lot of money. For most of my lifetime, they have had more privilege than I have. Skin color true. has nothing to do with what's going on here, okay? No, not, not a thing. I think, who knows right now, I think Chris Rock would agree with you based on the bit he used to do about OJ, and this is way back in the day, basically saying, you know, you had, um, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing the whole bit, but it was after the OJ verdict, he said white people way too bummed out, black people celebrating way too much. I'm not getting anything in the mail because of this. <laughs> and then basically to say the reason O.J. got off is because he's rich. That was the biggest issue because he had money. So I'm guessing he may agree with you on that, David. Of course, from that same stand-up bit, if Chris Rock did it today, he'd be canceled. I'm fairly certain. We're talking about bring the pain. Oh, did, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Did you see the Daily Beast had a story about Chris Rock? I did not. And it was it was from his HBO show. And you know how they always frame it, right? Newly unsurfaced video. It's like, well, no, it was on television. <laughs> the guy did it on TV. Uh, so it's not like newly unsurfaced. It's just it, you just, like, looked for it. But right. apparently he had made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith years ago. Okay. And, like, what's the point there that, what, he had it coming? He has a history of making fun of Jada Pinkett Smith? Who cares? Right. He's a comedian. That's part of it. What, certain people are off limits? I don't think so. It's not the way it usually rolls. No, it's not. Well, and then, you know, well, you know, the Academy, they're really talking about what they're going to do in the next actions. What are you talking about? They're not going to take the Oscar away from him. I don't think a lot of people even care, to be honest, but that's like the big conversation. Here's a question, switching gears. Offensive tweets. That's part of free speech, right? But if it was really offensive, what do you think about getting 150 hours of community service? Well, who deems it offensive? Yeah, I know. Who gets to do that? I know. Did you know that's what happens in the U.K.? Really? Well, there's a law in the books in the U.K. that prohibits people from spreading content that's deemed grossly offensive or of an indecent, obscene, or menacing character through a public electronic communications network. So, as the story goes, it's controversial because it's written in such a broad way. And it, of course, isn't always consistently enforced. But it's a law, and now there's a dude learning that. Apparently, back in February, an elderly British Army officer died. And a 36-year-old man, Joseph Kelly, tweeted, The only good Brit soldier is a deed one. Burn, old fella. Burn. Mm. So that's pretty nasty. And, of course, most people would say, yeah, that's that's in really bad taste. But it's also illegal, according to the courts. He was sentenced to 150 hours of community service and 18 hours of counseling. Now, his attorney said, you know, Joe was drunk when he tweeted that, okay? (laughs) The drunk tweet excuse. Yeah. Yeah. And he only had a handful of followers. But the courts wanted to make an example out of him. Now, that's terrifying. Yeah. That is. Well, 
<laughs> it's it's not in defense of what he said, but it's in defense of his right to say it. Yes. And there's part of me that goes, well, it's already happening in the United States. If Twitter doesn't like what you had to say, they just they just cancel your account. You're just done. Yeah. You don't get to speak at all. No, they well, no, they boo you. Yeah. Because there is a group of people sit around and determine whether or not you should be booted or not. And for how long? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's just like you could say, you know what? Um, people that are fully vaxxed are still getting COVID. Oh, d- d- misinformation. You're proven right. Is there any retribution? Well, no. It is interesting. One of our podcast hosts puts a COVID thing underneath all of our all of our podcasts. <laughs> it does because we say something negative about Fauci. Oh, my God. And we get labeled on there. Yep. Yeah. So what was the April Fool's prank that happened on this show? Controversial, uh, maybe. That much more coming up. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. The CDC has announced that Title 42, the health order at the border that allows, well, the federal government to turn away people coming into the country illegally, or that was one of the tools in the toolbox, uh, the CDC is saying, yeah, that's going to be terminated May 23rd, as had been rumored, but now they have made it official. Uh, get ready for what? They're talking 18,000 extra people a day showing oh up. There's tens of thousands of people on the other side of the U.S.-Mexico border just waiting for this announcement. Oh, It's buddy. coming. It's, it's going yeah. to get worse. Yeah. You know, I had a friend of mine Those say... Those were horse reins, by right. the way. They weren't I, whips. I had a friend of mine say to me last night, well, if they, if they do away with Tile 42, does that mean women won't be allowed in the country equally as men? I said, no, that's Title Nine. <laughs> <laughs> it involves sports. Yeah, I'm sorry. We got 75% have to be men now sneaking into the country. No longer 50-50. God dang it. Uh, it's April Fool's Day. Be on the lookout. I want to say special thank you to Rob Blum from Compass Media Networks who helped me pull this off. Had an idea. Um, we talked about, you know, vaccines a lot on the show. And so I had Rob send, you know, the three of us an email saying there were some stations upset with Robbins for being too, quote, anti-vax. And that from here on out, if we cut any audio for them, they just wanted David and I, not Scott, because he was too offensive. Yeah. So Rob made that email, and then Robbins read it. I figured he would be ticked. So as soon as he started to read it, and this was a half hour, I think, after Rob had sent it, Here's the audio of Scott falling for the April Fool's prank. Is this edited? Of course. Yes. Okay. Roll it. Both stations have complained that Robbins has been too hard on anti-vaxxers, too far right and hateful recently. So they want it to be recorded without his voice. I'd really appreciate it if you could turn it around today. Enjoy the weekend, Rob. What the f*** does that mean? When the f*** did I do that? Seriously, did I say something? I don't know. I'm vaxxed. I don't even know what I did. That's a hell of a deal. I've been too hard on anti-vaxxers. No, I haven't. Yeah. I've never been hard on. I'm saying you're gonna want to get it, get it. I don't give a. F- <laughs> don't get it, get it. Whatever. I've gotten it. So now they want to take me out of the liners. Okay. 
That's fine. <laughs> David, I don't know if we should just stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that, or do we do it? Yeah, <laughs> who cares? Or do we just let Scott know right now this is April Fools? <laughs> That's April Fools? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Sons of bitches. God dang it. <laughs> you Guys. So that was our April Fool's Day. I apologize for the coarse language there, but boy, was I mad. Yes. Sounded like, I like to, you're just like, yeah, no, whatever, whatever. Yeah, do it. Whatever, you guys. Ugh. All of a sudden, I'm like, George Harrison, play it. If you want to play, I don't care. I don't want to play. I've been too hard on anti-vaxxers. No, I haven't. I've never been hard on I'm like, you're going to want to get it, get it. I don't give a f- <laughs> Oh, uh, man. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Running a small business is a big job. Time is money, and you can't afford to waste either by making trip after trip to the post office. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and focus on how to take your small business to the next level. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. They'll get you discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code MVCR for a special offer that includes a four-week trial free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code mvcr are you ready jamie markley david van camp and scott robbins we just become best friends yep making sense of it all oh i get it and having some fun lighten up francis this is the markley van camp and robbins show The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so save uh, tens of dollars a month by buying an electric vehicle. Yeah. But you're not going to save. How are you going to save? Joe Biden is the single worst electric vehicle salesman in the history of the industry. Uh, He says he's releasing a million barrels of oil a day for the next six months from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in an effort to bring down the price of gas. Now, I noticed yesterday President Bystander was blaming everything from Russia to uh, the greed of oil companies and whatnot. COVID. COVID, all of that. Never once looking at himself and his own policies when it comes to energy production in the United States of America. Also wasn't calling on Congress to... Give Americans a federal gas tax holiday. Interesting, isn't it? Yes. But in the long run, what Uncle Joe says is that you should buy an electric car because that's the solution. Okay. Under my plan, which is before the Congress now, we can take advantage of the next generation of electric vehicles that a typical driver will save about $80 a month from not having to pay gas at the pump. The payment's going to be $250 more a month for the car you finance. 
But uh, don't let that bother you. That's if you're lucky. Well, exactly. Okay. For 40 years, too, <laughs> that much. All right. David, I'm getting to where you were the other day in that I feel like I have, like, it, it's bordering on hate now in my heart. <laughs> okay? Yeah. For the current administration. It's not just, hey, you disagree politically. You're running the country in the ground. Okay? Like decades, centuries, people working, sacrificing to build this nation. You're tearing it down in such a, I can't even say it, man. I can't wait to get to November. Yeah. And I'm the one that on this show is always saying we're going to be all right. And I think we are. But my gosh, man, this is insane that this guy is in charge. And we see him out there every day. And if it wasn't for Kamala right behind him, I think the Democrats would have her out there by now. It seems like they're turning on Joe with all the Hunter Biden stuff that's coming out, although I don't know if they have much of a choice because he's going to get indicted. I totally believe that. Not to go off that tangent, this guy, you could do a lot of different things to reduce the price of gas, and everybody that pays attention knows it. And this saving $80 a month by buying an electric vehicle, can you make that make sense at all? How? It doesn't make sense. No, I mean, if you have a higher car payment that dwarfs what you're currently paying, because on average, what, it's $55,000 for an electric vehicle? Mm-hmm. There are cheaper yes. options out there, but that's just sort of the average price. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if the savings on gas get wiped out completely. So if you're making $50,000 a year, it is absolutely not the more economical way to go about it if you could even get approved for a loan for it. Yes. Well, the other part is, what if you have tried to be responsible and you actually have your car paid for and you're driving a 12-year-old car? How are you saving $80 a month? You're not. You're not. It is infuriating. It's like one thing after another. And part of it is, too, I think it was because he went full on in on trans yesterday. He danced around it before, but yesterday, that whole dog and pony show of him talking about, I mean, kids getting surgeries, and it's gender affirming, and I'm 100% behind it. I wonder how many Democrats or independents that voted for that guy, thinking things would calm down if we just get Trump out of there, are feeling good right now. I'm guessing a lot are regretting that decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. So moving on with Biden's excuse that soil companies are to blame for the high gas prices. You're saying, David, people are not buying it. Uh, no, because he came out yesterday and blamed oil companies for high gas prices. They've been banging this drum for a while. No one's buying it. Quinnipiac's latest poll asked people what they thought was to blame for the spike in gas prices. Only a quarter said oil companies. When you break it out just to Democrats, only like 41% blamed oil companies. So it's not even resonating all that well with their own voters. Another quarter said war in Ukraine. The most common answer at 41% was Biden's economic policies. Yes. Which goes to, you think that people are really waking up to what's happening. I loved it when somebody asked Jen Psaki, hey, uh, Joe loves the electric vehicles. Does he own one? Yeah. Uh, he drove one once. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. He really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, you have this story about Florida, David, and Ron DeSantis. This is 
interesting to a lot of people. Yeah, Republicans in Florida are fighting back against Disney after the company decided to jump headfirst into the disinformation campaign against the Parental Rights and Education Bill, the anti-grooming bill. They're looking into revoking Disney's special status, which allows them to operate their property in Florida as a semi-autonomous government. So this like was, its own state. Yeah, th- this was formalized in 1967 as the company was looking to build Epcot, Disney World. Uh, before he died, Walt Disney was very upset that he didn't have control over building permits around Disneyland in California. So his company wanted to basically start its own government. And they did it. Yeah. Governor Ron DeSantis says, hey, that may have to come to an end because of this. Whoa. At the end of the day, I think Disney has gotten over its skis on this. And look, there's policy disputes, and that's fine. Uh, but when you're trying to impose a woke ideology on our state, you know, we view that as a significant threat. This wokeness will destroy this country uh, if we let it run unabated. So in Florida, we take a very big stand against that. Yeah. Well, and think about where a lot of people are just today as opposed to a week ago on Disney. Yeah. Of what happened in the last week. From what was it called? The all hands on board meeting. Yeah. About this law. And it had employees, executives talking about, yes, it's a gay agenda. Put as much gay themed stuff in these shows as I possibly can. No one says anything. It's great. Uh, It's absolutely part of the agenda. And in the future to make 50% of the characters in a Disney show LGBTQ+. That might be a slight over-representation of the citizenry of the United States. You said something interesting yesterday. I don't think we've talked about it, but the princess notion. Oh, yeah. That permeates throughout Disney and has for centuries. Well, they're not recognizing boys right. and girls Century. or ladies and gentlemen. Well, Century's the princess being oh, the, right. the yeah. Gotcha. So if there's no boys and girls, right, ladies and gentlemen, right, how do you have a princess? I don't know. What is it? Are you going to redo Cinderella? Well, Snow White's a problem too. Well, you've got problems all over the place. Mm-hmm. Or it's somebody else. What was it? I don't know the Disney shows like you might. To be honest. Oh, I know. Is it Sleeping Beauty? She get Maybe it's a princess that gives her the kiss. I don't know. No, the prince gives her the kiss. Well, they'd have to change it. That's my point. Well, yeah. Well, it would have to be somebody that is gender fluid. It could be a prince at that moment and a princess the next day. So are we going to call that Prince X? I don't know. We'll call yeah, Disney X. We got Disney Plus. <laughs> let's, throw, <laughs> let's just throw Disney X in there, too. Yeah. Well, it... I think to your point, David, there's not a lot of people that know. It's like its own state, its own government at Disney. Yeah, it it actually is kind of weird because I've seen some liberals in in reaction to Ron DeSantis saying, yeah, I might we might need to look at your special status here. Um, It's interesting that now a lot of liberals are saying that's cancel culture and whatnot, which is on It's fundamentally different than trying to ruin the life of a 28 year old because of something he or she tweeted when they were 14. But anyway, they're saying they're defending Disney. It's so weird to see the movement that was all about Occupy Wall Street now go all in on saying not only should corporate America be more involved in our politics, but they should be given special tax exempt status in order to operate in the state. It's fascinating to me.
to watch this. And it's all because the religion of woke ideology is at stake here. Wow. Well, you had that clip, the production coordinator from Disney talking about the content for kids. Yeah. All this content's going for to kids who don't know any of this. And even if they're in a household like Keith uh, that have uh, supportive parents, they're still getting all of this information from media of what is normal. And we just, it's a, there's a lot of power to that, and it just needs to be acknowledged. It, dude. <laughs> they're going to lose money, at least in the United States. Know that. I don't know about the world. But they're going to a lot of countries now. What do they have? Ten countries that we saw earlier today that, yeah. are, that are anti-gay, like against the law. Yeah, not Qatar being one of them. Yeah, in some cases, it's, you know, same-sex marriage isn't legal there, like Japan. Uh, But in other places, it's literally illegal to be gay. Yes, that's what I'm saying. For them, it's all about the money. Okay, Jen Psaki in the news. Why? She's the White House press secretary. Yeah. She may be gone soon, huh? Yeah, she's going to be leaving the White House around May and going to be taking a gig at MSNBC. Replacing really? Rachel Maddow. Well, <laughs> that's the word. I mean, she's going to get that show. That's what I keep. Hearing. I didn't hear that. No, I've heard that. It, I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I just haven't heard that because Rachel's stepping away because she wants to do some other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess Saki sort of said that before, right? Well, this is why we all came to Washington. Uh, it's like an episode of a TV show. Right. <laughs> right. Now, she is apparently going to be beginning her own show on the streaming platform, Peacock, and then is going to be contributing to MSNBC because MSNBC and CNN were in a bidding war for her services. She used to work for CNN. Right. Uh, She went from the State Department to CNN, now to the White House, and is now going to MSNBC. If she gets her own show, that is just absolutely creepy to me. Well, yeah. Well, they put it on Peacock. You're a backbencher. Yeah. You know, Fox has Kaylee, but they they slot her in with three or four other people all the I time. I think that might be where that goes. Yeah. We'll see. Know. Who's going to be in that position now? <laughs> Who wants to get up there and lie every day? We'll see. <laughs> Somebody does. Oh, did you hear the story about Bruce Willis? This gets sad, man. Allegedly misfiring a gun Whoa. on on a movie set or two. But we get to that and a news update straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. So the top NATO general said what? Oh. Why did Putin invade? Yeah, well, it might have to do something with that little kerfuffle in Afghanistan. This is uh, General Todd Walters asked why, or he was asked why Putin decided that now was the time to invade Ukraine. And here is his answer. I think he felt like he had uh, popular support of the citizens of Russia. I also felt like he was attempting to take advantage of fissures that could have appeared in NATO as a result of the post-Afghanistan environment. And I also think it has to do with his age and his efficacy. And and all those combined together put him in a position to where he left it to go at this time. By the way, the ed, uh, the age and efficacy, that was not about Joe Biden. That He was talking about Vladimir Putin as well. 
Yes. He, he wasn't saying, yeah, we got a senile old man as president of the United States who, who may be asleep at the wheel. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people honestly believe that. That it's a completely different thing. I've talked to some people that I mean hate Trump, can't stand him, that would admit, yet he probably wouldn't have done this if Trump were in power. That is probably true. I don't think everybody's there yet, but there are a lot of people that certainly are. I'm remembering, too, when Jen Psaki, since we were talking about her just a little while ago, <laughs> and she was saying it like, see, Putin's terrible, saying that this is a trend. He did this in 2014, remember? Because she was saying, I was with uh, the State Department. And it happened then, and now it's happening again. There's like a pattern here. She didn't realize the pattern being, yeah, it was either Big O or Biden in charge. Yeah. Because you're not exactly strong when it comes to foreign policy. And people know that. Okay, the Bruce Willis story is sad. Cognitive decline. Over time, and so we announced the other day that he's retiring. His family actually announced it. Um, now more is coming out. And the L.A. Times talked to a lot of different people that say they witnessed signs of Bruce Willis decline before he announced it. Um, he struggled with his lines on multiple movies, even misfired a gun. That was on the set of Hard Kill a couple of years ago. Layla Kent played Bruce Willis's daughter in the movie, and she said there was a scene where he was supposed to deliver a line, which was her cue to duck, and then he was supposed to fire the gun. But two times in a row, he didn't say the line before firing. So it happens before you know it's going to happen. And as the story goes, well, obviously no one was hurt because you would have heard about it. Uh, but there was another source that happened to be on that set that said Layla was definitely shaken up. And then director of a 2021 movie called Out of Death. I don't even remember that. Nobody remembers the last, like, seven years of his career. He made some real dogs. Um, it was Mike Burns. Sent an email to the screenwriter saying they had to cut Bruce's dialogue by about five pages and that they had to shorten it so there were no monologues. That he could tell there was something wrong with Bruce on their first day of working together. Wow. And then there's another movie called White Elephant that has not been released yet. And apparently he was in bad shape there, too. Um, he reportedly told two crew members, I know why you're here, and I know why you're here, but why am I here? Oh, it's just sad, man. Yeah, Very that sad. is really sad. Okay. Gosh, I don't even I'll ask the question as delicate as I can. If it's that way on the set, obviously the people closest to him know there's something wrong. Yeah. It doesn't sound like from that report that people working on the movie knew it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You've often said, David, you blame Biden's family. Yeah. For letting for him go out there and him run for there. president. And then, shockingly, the guy wins. I'm just saying, if that's a family member, do you say, hey, you can't do this anymore? Or as long as they're getting hired to do a movie and that's what they want to do, they do it. I don't know. I'm not in that position. Yeah, he had what they called an earwig in during his last movie. It was a little device they fed the lines yeah. to him. It's just. Because he couldn't remember them. Sad all the way around. Gosh, dang. This is you know, Mark Van Camp and Robin Show.
it's almost like, you know, forgetting that time for the ID. Anyway, only kidding, Scott. Come on, man. It's April Fool's Day. Have fun. By the way, we're getting more requests. If you missed the April Fool's joke that happened on the show or just before the show earlier today, we aired it a while back. But now it's getting spread around and people are saying, hey, could you play that? I didn't. I missed it. But we can get to that in the next Mm -hmm. half hour. Yeah. A nice job on the edits with it because I don't know how many times you had to beep out Robin's language in that once he knew it was an uh, before he knew it was an I, April Fool's I joke. I think even well before and after. I, I think there might be eight beeps in there in the minute long clip. I feel like a horrible person. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to it and a news update straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, yeah, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Outlaw gas cars, it's coming. Well, that that that's the goal, at least in the in the relatively long term, uh, right now. And in Washington State, they've got this seventeen billion dollar transportation plan that's chock full of uh, global warming, green weenie stuff. And one of the items in this is a goal to say that by the year 2030, all publicly owned and privately owned passenger and light-duty vehicles uh, of the year, model year 2030 or later, that are sold, purchased, or registered in Washington be electric vehicles. Okay. Do you know, as far as the percentage goes of electric vehicles, on the road in America today. Closest two wins. Um, I saw in the Seattle Times version of this story uh, in Washington, it's 1.3%. Okay. Um, I'll go with 1%. And are you going with 1.3 then, David? Uh, yeah. Scott Robbins, yeah! 1% on the number. Fantastic. Yes. 1%. Yes. Okay. But don't forget, if you do get one, you're going to save like what, eighty bucks a month. Isn't that what Biden said? Yeah, eighty bucks a month. And the energy secretary, right now, saying, you know, gas prices. You just buy an electric vehicle. Sure. Right? I mean, you can do People that. People can buy electric vehicles and don't have to ever worry about going to fill it up at the gas pump. And I just say, Chris, one of the things that I think is a really great example of this is that if you filled up your 15-gallon tank today, yeah. you'd be paying about 62 bucks to go 300 miles. If you plugged in uh-huh. an electric vehicle in your garage with your three-prong plug, yep. you'd be paying about 10 bucks. How much is the car worth? How much do you have to pay for the car? Well, what, 60, 70,000? Depending. Yeah. Okay. So... How many years do you have to go before that starts to pay off for you financially? Let's see. If you want to buy a new vehicle in 2030, you've got, uh, and you're in Washington, you've got eight years to stash the pennies away. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, that's what you can do right now about these high prices. How about going green, huh? That's exactly what voters want to hear. Just keep up that strategy. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. You know, there's only one place I know of off the top of my head where you can recharge your electric cars. There's like five recharging machines. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them with more, more than one person there. Well, get man, you're talking about 1% on I mean, the I road guess, right I guess now. I've, I can't. I've seen yeah. a line before. Have you really? At a gas station. Wow. I was driving uh, to Houston and stopped at a gas station, and there was, I guess, two rapid charge portals there. And there was a line, people waiting for him. I'll be darned. Okay, moving on. Oh, this is interesting. So, Biden and the HHS department endorsing the top surgery and, well, bottom surgery, too, and hormone treatments for transgender kids. Yeah. Okay, so this is science, right, David? No, it's not. Oh. No, it's it's real it's rooted in feelings and ideology is all it is. Yeah, they they put out a handy little spreadsheet yesterday. I don't know if you saw it that had different things you can do if you are transitioning. What what age they're recommended for and then whether or not they are reversible. And under hormone therapy and puberty blockers, they said reversible. It's like, eh, not really. No. No, it's it's You're doing damage. That's not reversible. So think about that before you assign your twelve year old up for it. And it's also this sort of message of if your kid is confused, there's gender dysphoria, right? Are we still calling it gender dysphoria, by the way? I don't even know. No, I think because that it it's one of those weird things that no one's ever really been able to explain this very well to me. Uh but gender dysphoria uh, is a mental illness, and it's hateful to call it a mental illness. But at the same time, we're supposed to destigmatize mental illnesses like schizophrenia or depression. So well, Robbins tells me I have mental illness right. because I'm ADHD. So if you're trying oh, to destigmatize mental illness, why is it hateful to say that somebody who is a man and thinks he's a woman or a woman who thinks she's a man has a mental illness? Like, it doesn't I don't make mean, any sense. I don't mean that as a slight. I just mean that as a statement of obvious fact. That person has something wrong with their head. Yes. But anytime you try to have this sort of conversation with someone that disagrees, in the end, fact and reason doesn't matter. All of a sudden, you're a transphobe in the conversation, and I'm uncomfortable talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm done with the conversation. Because you have no fact to base it off. You're, it's all on feelings. Which is so frustrating. But you have all of these kids that are going to pay the price for it. I mean, story after story after story of a kid being sold a bill of goods of, yeah, maybe you just feel like you were born into the wrong body. If you just transition, then it's like this utopia is going to happen for you and everything's going to be great. And then they get there and they realize, okay, that didn't make me happy the way I thought it would. And then they're even more depressed and in a lot of cases more suicidal because now they feel like they've been sold this bill of goods. It doesn't turn out. Well, it must just be me. And I'm doomed to be unhappy forever. And it's so hard to change back. And again, and this is why socialists, Marxists, communists, whatever you want to call them, why radicals from the left love this stuff. 
The destruction is the point because broken people are easily controlled. That's it. You're absolutely right. You have that group of people that wants to change all of society and then other people that are miserable that want people to join them. Both is evil, in my eyes. It just needs to be stopped. Mm -hmm. It has to be people standing up against it. Now, you had audio of a mom and an activist claiming her son started to do what? Transition when? Uh, As soon as he could talk. Oh, God. ABC News did a feature on International Transgender Day of Visibility yesterday. Okay. I I forgot to send you a card. Yeah, I know. Well, well, you sent me a dirty look that identified as a card. So that counts. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And anyway, they featured this mom whose son identifies as a girl and started doing so at a very young age. And this is the craziest part to me about this entire conversation. It's one thing to have a conversation about transition among adults, how to treat kids who are confused about this. Mm -hmm. But when you hear this lady... Like so many others who get out in front of the media because they're all activists. Yes. They're like, you can tell they're basically this really sick version of a stage mom. They love this. They love putting their kids out there because it, it puts the spotlight on them. Anyway, here she is on ABC News. Okay. When Chazzy, our daughter, when she really started to communicate to us, and that was at the earliest moment that she actually had words and language um, to communicate to us who she truly was, um, we were a little surprised because we didn't expect it. And then as we just literally didn't expect what? Yes, what? Yeah, it sounds like they were looking for something. Absolutely. A lot of those parents are. Raised her supported her just like all parents do raising you know we're teaching her the right values we're teaching her to give back you know one of her favorite things in the world to do is to volunteer and be in service to others you know that surprise evolves into something just really cool and important and and that is the realization that she's our daughter wow well you can have children without taking any sort of fitness test I understand. I mean, and you can teach or not teach, I suppose, anything you want to teach or not teach. A mental fitness class even? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I know. Gosh, man, and that's ABC. Yeah, mom wants attention. this woman gets a platform. Yeah, mom just wants attention. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, we used to make fun of parents like this. Yes. Who would, who want to live vicariously through their kids or want to use their kids. Yes as a way to highlight themselves and how great they are, how great the parent is. Because it's all about her. You know that it's all about her. It's not about the kid. At the end of the day, it's about put the spotlight on me. I mean, it, well, yes. like, I mean, if she's saying it started to happen before they could even talk, or right. as they started to talk, are you out of your mind? Right. I have a two-year-old who's very recently started to talk. Um, mostly it's about dinosaurs and eating bananas and yogurt and wanting to drink chocolate milk. Is she identifying as a dinosaur yet? Now, she does roar in public. Oh. Sometimes, see, yeah. Then you got to listen, David. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, well, now now it's Chuckasaurus is what we're calling it. <laughs> no, but we, we used to make fun of dudes who were yes. like, yeah, my son was born with a football in his hand and has always loved doing two days, eight months in the year, and it has nothing to do with the fact that I didn't get to go to state. <laughs> right? We used to make fun no. of that guy. Uncle Rico. But he's right. 
The yeah. guy would hit, you know, ground balls to his kid for 12 hours. Yeah. At like 1 o'clock in the morning, he's still hitting ground balls to him, you know? I mean, yeah, because he, he, he wants his kid to fulfill his dream. Well, I remember when my son was four months old, and I said, you got to stay down on it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> stay down on that ground ball. I, I mean, he couldn't crit- walk yet, but still, I didn't feel like he got low enough. Criticizing you for hey, it. Yeah. Oh, by request, we should roll this out. It's April Fool's Day. Oh, gosh. And, okay, this was like a last-minute sort of idea, but I got a hold of uh, somebody we work with, and that is Rob Blum at Compass Media Networks. And I asked Rob if he would help me pull this off, and he did a great job. He sent an email to David, Scott, and myself uh, that had said in it, that some radio stations that we were on had complained because Robbins had been too offensive lately, especially toward anti-vaxxers and just hateful in general. And they wanted us to do some more voice stuff for these stations, but without Scott. Yeah. Just David and I. And I'm thinking, when you read it, you might go off. Just knowing you. I've known you for, what, 30-some years. Yeah. Um. So it took about a half hour because we had a lot of emails we were going through. This is, what, 20 minutes before the show? And that's when you saw the email and started reading it. And so uh, you got into about 10 seconds of it, and then I got my recorder on to get your reaction to it. And so this was the April Fool's oh, prank. I apologize ahead of time. Yeah, okay. Well, there's beeps here, but this is how it went. Both stations have complained that Robbins has been too hard on anti-vaxxers, too far right and hateful recently. So they wanted to be recorded without his voice. I'd really appreciate it if you could turn it around today. Enjoy the weekend, Rob. What the f*** does that mean? When the f*** did I do that? Seriously, did I say something? I don't know. I'm vaxxed. I don't even know what I did. That's a hell of a deal. I've been too hard on anti-vaxxers. No, I haven't. Yeah. I've never been hard on I'm saying, if you're going to want to get it, get it. I don't give a f***. Don't get it, get it, whatever. I've gotten it. So now they want to take me out of the liners. Okay, that's fine. David, I don't know if we should just stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that, or do we do it? Yeah, f- who cares? Or do we just let Scott know right now this is April Fool's? That's April Fool's? Are you f- kidding me? <laughs> f- you guys. <laughs> Sons of bitches. God dang it. <laughs> you f- guys. So there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> Again, I apologize. I was... uh in the moment, I was enraged at that moment. I mean, you don't swear like that. Not normally. Unless it's a day that ends in Y. Right. Unless I get completely off kilter. That really upset me, though. Right. My company's not standing behind me. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> so be on the lookout. Plenty of time left for uh, April Fool's. But that's it. You said that was it. You promised me. That's it. When did I promise? Oh, God dang it. Did you hear? I did not promise. I thought you said that's it. We're not going to do any more. I didn't say that, okay. but I don't plan on anything. But oh, <laughs> well, that's wide open. Hunter Biden's laptop. The rest of the country is opening their eyes. Next. Running a small business is a big job. Time is money, and you can't afford to waste either by making trip after trip to the post office. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and focus on how to take your small business to the next level. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. 
Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. They'll get you discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. You're up and running in minutes printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code MVCR for a special offer that includes a four-week trial free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code mvcr you're the one who protects the flock and that requires an eye for detail because when safety and well-being are on the line it's the details that can save lives even when no one else is watching you see everything Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So, some media outlets are starting to pay attention to Hunter Biden's laptop. Wait a second, this was Russian disinformation. What laptop? Huh? What laptop? What information? What? That's a lie. (laughs) Well, there's a lot there. I mean, he could be facing, you know, an indictment here soon. Could be tax issue it could be not disclosing that, you know, he was making deals with China and Russia and Ukraine. And then there's the whole case with Joe Biden being the big guy that was going to get a 10 percent cut of whatever Hunter Biden was bringing in. Remember when he admitted to the hooker on the one video? They know I make a gazillion dollars. Yeah, I remember that. How did he make a gazillion dollars? Well, that was all part of it. As we all know, media at the time, October 2020, this was Russian disinformation. These unverified emails are part of that bigger Russian disinformation effort. An ongoing Russian disinformation effort. A Russian intelligence operation. Clearly discredited material. Connected to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. What I think Vladimir Putin wants is he wants polarization. And you have the president of the United States cooperating in that. Did you see earlier this week, too? Wait. And you had, you know, from the FBI, whatever his title was, that's, you know, overlooking such things as Hunter Biden's laptop. They don't know where it is. What do you mean you don't know where it is? It got turned over to you. Like years ago now, you don't know where it is? That's correct. I don't know where it is. Okay. Well, the word is that the evidence right now is being presented uh, to a grand jury in Delaware. And there could be some indictments coming down on Hunter Biden. And that's why 
that the failing New York Times had to get out in front of it and then the Washington Post to somehow say, yes, yeah, see, we were on this, that the indictment just doesn't come down and then right. they're caught with their pants down. No. Unbelievable. I know we got to get set up for the Friday Five here. Um, Friday Five is our countdown that we do every Friday if you're new to the show. Last week with David out, we did the greatest albums of the 70s, mm-hmm. thinking, well, David wasn't born yet. And then yesterday we had the idea, well, right during David's prime growing years, the 90s. We've never done that. The greatest albums of the 90s. So you take all the best sellers, and then you see, do they stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? And then we have our top five. A lot of opinions on this one. So this will be fun. If you want to get in early, the number is 210-619-2053. It's a Friday 5. Next, right here. Jackson Hewitt needs you to know three things about filing taxes this year. One, there are thousands of dollars worth of new tax credits on the table. Two, you have to file for them to make sure you get the right amount. Three, a Jackson Hewitt tax pro will help track down every credit you deserve. Tax credits for being a parent, taking care of a parent, going to school, and so much more. You don't want to miss out on thousands. Jackson Hewitt knows that. Discover thousands in tax credits and get your biggest refund guaranteed. Learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. You're the one everyone looks to for answers. Come rain or shine, the job must get done. And you're the one who makes it happen. We get you, Jackie and Fresno, putting your employee safety first. And Manny in Chattanooga, whose local Granger team knows him by name. We're here for you and all the ones who get it done. With 24-7 customer support and access to product specialists to help you find what you need. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This is the time every week we take a little break from news, do a countdown, the Friday Five, and it always starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Friday Five countdown today. Last week, we did the greatest albums of the 70s. We had done the greatest albums of the 80s before. But in honor of David Van Camp, Dave Appreciation Day, the greatest albums of the 90s. Mm. Right when you were growing up, when you were finding yourself musically and you started playing guitar, David. Yeah. So how do we do the countdown? Well, it's how big was the album? Like, how many did it sell? Does it stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? Put it all together, and we have our five. The number is 210-619-2053. Are we ready? We are all set and ready to go, man. Uh, let's start off with Corey in Portland. Hey, Corey. Happy no fooling Friday, boy! Good to 
hear from you, man. Thanks for bringing the energy as always. And what are you thinking today? Well, I drive truck, and every time I'm up in Seattle, I always hear, acting stupid and contagious. We are now entertainers. Sonia, Sonia. Nirvana. Never mind. Number three. I could have sound as good as Corey now. Corey's ruled that. Okay, I don't know where you ranked it, David. I had it as two. It did not make Robin's top five. I know. I was kind of surprised by that. I, I think I had it at number four. Okay. Which, yeah, I'm just not really a huge fan. That probably brought it down a little. Okay. Well, it starts out because it'd be a 10 of how many it sold, how big it was. It was big. And then at the test of time, I think we all agreed it was a 10. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. I'm just, I just, it's all right. This didn't make my fight. It was close. I don't deny that it changed the landscape musically. Yeah. And it did. Because I was well, in top 40 then. Well, even Everything if you blew gave it up a two, that day. Even if you gave it a 2, it would have a score of 22. Well, it didn't make it. Sorry. Well, okay. All right. Now on with the countdown. All right, let's talk to Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Jim. Oh, yeah, I just had a question for Mr. Robbins. Uh, do you yeah. kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> See, I knew it. I knew it. It's referencing I knew it. I, I apologize for it. I did. I'm sorry. I just lost my mind for a moment. Now, yeah. It's so sad. It's okay. I got a big laugh out of it. It was hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, the artist that I picked was a young lady who let us know how she really felt about Uncle Joey, a.k.a. Dave Coulier from uh, Full House, and that would be Alanis Morissette, Jagged yeah. Little Pill. Mm. Number five. I like this song. Me too, man. I didn't. Yeah. This one didn't quite make my top five. Yeah, me neither. But it was Robin's number one. Yeah. Your number one. Yes. Number one. I loved that record. I still do. Hold on a second. What did you give that for test of time, David? Um, I I think I gave it either a six or a seven. Okay. All right. I mean that song. It's it's a personal taste. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's one of my favorite albums of the nineties. Yeah, I remember when you went to Lilith Fair. She wasn't at Lilith Fair. Oh, I, I just remember you going to Lilith Fair, and you were yeah. into that sort of thing. Hey, man, everybody's got their personal taste. Uh, who am I to criticize? Wear my flannel shirt. Okay, that's okay. all cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so who's next, David? Uh, we got Diane in Connecticut. Hey, Diane. Hi, how are you? Good, Diane. Thanks for checking in. I love Stone Temple Pilots, and the album was purple. Yep. Oh, my gosh. STP, baby. Yes. Good job. If it was all on personal face, that's there. Now, okay, would you say Alanis Morissette has better test of time than Purple from STP? No. No. This this song in particular. This song. Just the album. I don't know. I would say that. I love this song. I mean, I I could hear this song every day. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. The first two albums, man, really, really good. Good call. Thanks, Diane. Okay, who's next? 
Uh, Greatest albums of the 90s. Woody in Vancouver's up next. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. David, as the founding father of the Josetta Stone, we're now all anxiously awaiting the beta version of the Kamala Stone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's just called babble. So. <laughs> My album, Garth Brooks, No Fences. You, that was the one, wasn't it? I got friends in no places where so I looked this up yesterday, and it was the DJ 100 greatest selling albums of the 90s. I think Garth had five or six albums in the top 100. Yeah, the big lineup. Oh my goodness. That was a heck of a run for him. And yeah, this was huge. Yeah. Good honorable mention there. Turn that song on. No, I yeah, that. I can. <laughs> really? Okay. They and they play at ballparks all the time too now. Yeah. And people drunk or up singing. Yeah. Yeah. You used to like that when you were drunk. When I was drunk. Yeah. yeah. It sounded better. <laughs> the Friday Five, the countdown we do every Friday. Today is the best albums from the nineties. And who's next, David? Uh, we got David in Michigan. Hey, David. Uh, good Friday, gentlemen. Good show. Thanks, David. Um, I want to go. I want to go with uh, Darius and the boys. Who do you know? Correct review. Yeah, correct review. But... Oh man. Yeah. That was like 15 million sold. Massive. It was everywhere. Yep. It was top 40 radio. Well, it was rock radio first. Top 40 alternative radio, then AC radio. Like everybody was playing it. And he's still got a great career. Yeah. Yeah, man. As, as a country artist. Yes. Huge. Yeah, good for him. The Blowfish had a tough time without Hootie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, who's next? Uh, we got Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Oh, happy Friday, guys. Do Mark. So I, uh, this is an album I never tire of listening to, Metallica's self-titled album Metallica. Yeah, definitely. Mark, you're going to have a great weekend. Number one. Yeah. It was massive. Oh, man. Best-selling album of the 90s. Yes. The decade. Yes. Test of time. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all like it. Yeah. That was an easy number one for me. Well, I remember the kickoff of the tour and being there. It was awesome. They had the whole snake pit. Oh, yeah. Where you could, like, sit inside like it was, like, a uh, stage in the round. And you certain people got to go in there. It was, like, radio people and listeners and stuff. It was fantastic. Great memories there. Okay, that's our number one. We're still looking for number two and number four. The number's 210-619-2053. And who's up? Uh, we got Kevin in St. Louis. Hey, Kevin. Happy Friday, boys. Kevin, uh, thanks for checking in, bro. My wife. This one goes out to my wife. Uh, Pearl Jam 10. Yes. How did this not make it? That was massive. Now, do you give this a test of time not as much as Nirvana or right there? Probably a better test of time on this one. Uh, on this one. Because I hear this one, I hear it alive. All the time. Okay. Yeah, th this particular song, I think, 
probably stands the test of time. Yeah. Or gets played more now it does. than anything off of Nevermind. But. Black still gets played. Yep. Okay. Well, maybe that got a little hoaxed. They're like the Grateful Dead now. What do you mean? I mean, like, put out EPs and then sell out Wrigley Field or stadiums around the country or whatever. Yeah, I get the feeling it's all on I mean, the old now stuff. It's sort of, yeah, it's just sort of a cult thing, you know? Yeah, totally get that. All right, who's next? Um, hold on a second. Let's talk to uh, Liesl. Hey, Liesl. Hey, doing? Good. How's it going? Great. I to see not too long ago, and it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. And they did play some from this album, Full Anima. I didn't catch it. What was it? Say that again. Tool Anima. Oh, oh wow. Tool. Yeah, Tool. Yeah. Yes. That it was more of a, I hate to say cold following because it was big, but it never broke through this crazy mainstream like these other albums. But fans are so dedicated and always talk about how great that band is. Yeah, they're playing arenas this summer. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say, yes, all these records stand up, too. did a song called Three Libras that is probably one of my top 20 all-time favorite songs. No, man, when we were going through this yesterday, the amount of albums in the 90s that sold over 10 million, oh, wow. the test of time is like a two. You, you don't hear them anywhere. It was like boys to men. Thinking a lot of stuff that got played at top 40, it just didn't have legs. It's not like looking at the 70s albums or the 80s albums. Right. You know what I mean? It's just a different sort of thing. Not saying that your decade, David, wasn't <laughs> great. Not saying that at all. Just a lot of the stuff that sold big didn't have the sort of test of time. All right, we're still looking for number two and number four. It's the greatest albums of the 90s. The number, 210-619-2053. We'll wrap that up coming up in just a few. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we're doing the Friday Five. We've got a news update coming up. And, of course, Scott Robbins' trifecta. And it was referenced that Scott Robbins swore on the show earlier. That was recorded. That was part of an April Fool's joke. We will also get to that, uh, that should before be the, the end three. of the hour. Um, it, maybe, yes. Oh, by the way, our number one today, because our countdown is greatest 90s albums, the Black Album from Metallica. Number three, never mind Nirvana. Got a little hose. Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill, was number five on the strength of Robbins having it at number one. Inexplicably. We've got other great honorable mentions. The number is 210-619-2053. And back to the countdown. Uh, let's start this off with Lenore in Juneau, Alaska. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Oh, thanks for Hi. checking in. From Love the it. Xer. Sorry, Yay. Scott. That's all right. Uh, um, my my favorite album was Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and The Infinite Sadness. Oh, yeah. 
That was big. It's a ten million and yep. a double album. Yes. Good on you. You know, despite all his rage. Still just eradicate. That's it. Huh? That's when he lost the hair. Beginning of the story, he had the hair, and then it was like, this isn't working anymore. I'm losing it. He was a bald rat in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. True. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to David in Hillsborough. Hey, David. Well, happy Friday, gentlemen. David. We love David. Uh, my first pick wasn't on your list. Shame on you, devil without a cause. <laughs> what? Kid Rock. What do you mean? Oh, we... That's an honorable mention, bro. For sure. Yes. Gosh, this song is great. <laughs> Still fun, isn't so it? So good. Yes. Yeah. Just blows out of the speaker, man. Yeah. So yeah, that was there, David. Oh, this, this was on the list. So. What else did you have? Thought he never ever apologized. It gets those times a week. No. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have, but I did. Yeah. What was anyway, your uh, how about Guns and Roses? Use your illusion. One. Yes. It was big, man. Both those albums. Yeah. Illusion one and two. Good honorable mention. Didn't quite crack it. And another great slash solo. Okay, who's next? Uh, we got David in Vancouver. Hey, David. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great. Fantastic. You... Well, just like the whereabouts of Hunter Biden's laptop, it's got to be super unknown. But anyway. <laughs> hey, good one. Good one. <laughs> Number four. I think this was on the personal life of all three players, correct? Yeah. yeah. Because it wasn't quite as big as some of the others, and the test of time is still pretty good. Fantastic. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great album. No doubt. And that might be my sixth favorite song on the album. Well, it's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Spoon Man. And then, I mean, if we're going personal like I go Bad Motorfinger. I like it, too. Probably rocks too hard for it, but that's all right. Yeah, yeah it does. Anyway, my sensitive <laughs> AC ears. <laughs> okay, still looking for number two. I think it's because a lot of people don't think of number two as a '90s album. Maybe could be. Who is it? Uh, we got Joey in Scranton, PA. Hey, Joey. Uh, hey, how'd you get this number? This is the President of the United States here. Uh, <laughs> who the hell is this? Hey, Joey. Uh, this thanks for is, checking uh, in. Hey boys, uh, just uh, just a quick update. I I still can't stop Putin. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I'll, I'll keep you I'll keep you posted uh, if anything changes on that. Uh, anyway, uh, so this is, this is my favorite thing to tell uh, to tell Nance. Uh, to, uh, shake your money maker, and an album by uh, the Black Crows. There. Gross. Yes. <laughs> Number two. Came out in 1990, and that's a big test of timer. Big album. We all like it. That's a good list. There are a lot of honorable mentions we had. We just didn't have the time to get to. So, well played. Metallica, Black Crows, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alanis Morissette. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Something else that made the list. 
uh, but we just didn't have a chance to uh, to get to. And I think this was pretty big. That U2 record at the yeah. time was yeah. big. There was Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yes. And we had a call for this, I think, but they got disconnected. Welcome to Green Day. Dookie. And then Scott's favorite band in the 90s. No joke. They used to be on his phone machine. Message. Counting Crows. Oh, yeah, I did like them. Wow. Scott Robbins trifecta to news update straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. Yes, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sweet, foul mouth boomer, Scott See, Robbins. Yeah, and if I you know, don't believe it, hang in there. Hang in there through Scott Robbins' trifecta, which is coming up in a few. Yeah. This is a different kind of news update, David. Oh, about Hope. soccer great in trouble. Yeah, Hope Solo arrested again. Uh, she was pulled over in a Walmart parking lot. Uh, she in North Carolina. Uh, she had both of her kids in the car. She gave birth to twins a couple of years ago. Uh, arrested for DWI. Oh no! With the kids in the car. Yeah. So she is now facing charges not only for DWI but also resisting arrest and misdemeanor child abuse. Ooh, resisting arrest in there? Yeah. Wow. If I remember right, that wouldn't be the first one of those. New. No, like in 2014, she allegedly had a physical confrontation with her nephew. Those charges right. were dropped, though, because he he was not cooperating. Correct. I mean, the, what the the boy was six nine, <laughs> tall kid. She doesn't seem like one that would back down, though. No, no, no. Wow. Did you see this? No, this whole controversy this week with Disney. And yeah. all of the leaked video of what different executives have said about their gay agenda, and they're really not hiding from it. Tom Cotton, Senator, put out a tweet. Disney is a charter member of the China lobby, so its liberal corporate executives can spare us the moral outrage about protecting our kids from indoctrination. Talking about the Florida parental rights bill. Walt Disney must be rolling over in his grave at the clowns running his company. I don't think Tom Cotton was the only one that thought that this week. Man, oh man, he went on. Disney publicly thanked the Chinese Communist Party officials running concentration camps in Xinjiang. And now Disney is lecturing parents on what's appropriate to teach kindergartners? What a joke. It does feel like the tide is turning on Disney right now with this revelation. There's some things that parents can ignore for a while. I don't know that this is one of them. And even though you hear the loudest voices that are from the left on the Florida parental rights bill, 
the overwhelming majority, and you pointed it out yesterday in the polling, David, people are all about that new Florida law. Yeah, when you when you strip out the disinformation language that's being used by the left and media, uh, a majority of people, including Democrats, agree with the idea that you should not have teachers talking to tiny to little kids about sex, especially without telling their parents. Yeah. Well, and different people on the trans issue have talked about, you know, the University of Pennsylvania swimmer, that whole issue. And different people said, why doesn't someone ask Biden point blank? Are you for that? You think that's fair? Well, I think we know now exactly where he is on the issue after the statement he released yesterday, which was pretty crazy. Outside of him not really being able to say the word president, it was more troubling after that. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility, I want you to know that your president sees you. Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. Think about that statement for a second. Oh, yeah. Made in the image of God. But if you don't agree and you think you're in the wrong body, we're behind you and we think you should get your surgery or take your hormone pills or whatever. It's insanity. But we know it's hard. When there are those out there who don't see you and don't respect you. For example, the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws attacking you and your families is simply wrong. Okay. That's the last part I want to hear of that. Attacking families and kids. It's protecting kids. Most people in their right mind don't want a teacher talking to a five or six-year-old about their private parts and about what they're interested in sexually. We are seriously at a place I didn't know that we'd get to, at least in my lifetime. This is insanity. Oh, you think about it. Between 2008 and now, how drastically different even the Democratic Party leadership is on this particular issue. I mean, in the span of 14 years, you've gone from bedrock principle, marriages between a man and a woman, to it's hateful to not let adults talk to children in secret about their sexuality in secret and don't let your parents know <laughs> freaking nuts man did you see what abigail disney tweeted out by the way oh, who's abigail disney one of the disney people no disney the lineage of yes. disney heiresses yeah okay us with culture war nonsense while they rifle through the till and empty everyone's pockets this anti-woke right-wing nonsense is unsupported by a large majority of Americans. No, it's not. In fact, most Americans are offended by them and wish they would just go away. You need two things to rule with a minority. First, you need to be constantly looking for fresh meat to throw to the minions to keep them lined up. This works until the herd thins. Remember Scar and Lion King? So now they've come for American businesses. Golly! There's no self-awareness there at all. Wow. None. Well, you're just getting warmed up. You ready for your big yeah, three Yeah, let's roll. Okay, let's do this. Roll it out. Trifecta, Scott Robbins, every day at this time. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look you. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. And it's top three. Well... Helped by the guy that taught him how to count. I'm Casey Kasem. Yes. He's 
ready, right? I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. Starting with three. A uh, medical student stabbed a patient because he laughed at her pronoun name tag. That's right. I, if you guys remember back, I don't know, this was a few months ago, a, a student by the name of uh, Daniel Mickelson, who was an MD student, defaced the George Floyd mural, drew like uh, a line across his mouth, took the spray paint can out and did it, and he got kicked out of school and basically blacklisted for the rec- rest of his life for this. Okay. Remember that guy? I don't know if you remember that guy or not, but he did. Vaguely, I remember the story. Uh, so you fast forward now, March of uh, 2022, a medical student by the name of Cashel Del Rosio, a fourth-year medical student, Wake Forest, also a chan- transgender activist, for sure, before she removed all of her pronouns, she was asking people to use the proper pronouns when they referred to her. She, her. Okay. So a guy comes in for a blood draw and uh, loudly laughs to the staff, she, her. Well, of course she is. What other pronouns even are there? (laughs) So what did she do in response? Well, she didn't ignore the comment. She didn't ask anybody else to draw blood. She decided to stab the patient. Stab him? Yeah, apparently a joke is enough for a potential doctor to commit battery and commit an ethical breach. Because she didn't like the patient's joke, not only did she commit battery... And, and breach her ethics of do no harm, she decided to brag about it on social media. Yeah, she she bragged about missing yeah. the vein. She said, I had a patient. Times. I was doing a blood draw to see my pronoun pin and loudly laughed at the staff. I missed his vein, so I had to stick him twice. Darn it. Wow. Wake Forest, by the way, said they're looking into the infraction. <laughs> So if you draw a line across a mural of George Floyd, you get kicked out forever. Well, yeah, because that's apostasy. You can't you can't <laughs> right. insult George Floyd, patron saint of fentanyl and counterfeit money. We're getting closer and closer <laughs> to number one. Unbelievable. Yeah. I've had so many blood sticks in my life, I can't even imagine. And I've had some miss. They hurt like hell, man. Maybe it was on purpose. Of course Dude. it was. A ma- <laughs> yeah, they, well, yeah. You associate with Mark Lane Van Camp? All right. <laughs> We're going to bring the pain now. Uh, no, two. Number two, Ricky Gervais reveals what joke he would have told about Jada Pinkett Smith had he hosted the Oscars. Yeah, it's pretty good because Gervais said, I got tired of being ass. Okay, I'll go ahead and go with it. Here's what I would have done. He said, I'm going to get this out of the way right now. He said, I have not gotten any Will Smith material in my arsenal. But it trended that it happened, and I wasn't even there. So what would happen if I were hosting? Well, nothing. As I would not have made a joke about his wife's hair. I would have made a joke about her boyfriend, though. Hello. (laughs) Ricky Gervais for the win. Yes. Can you imagine? No. Wow. That would have been outstanding, though. That's I love that guy. Yeah. There's a third one. Oh, yeah. And finally. You know, it, it is the third one, but you guys can probably intro this better than I can at this point. Well, it's a number one story in a lot of listeners' hearts. It was uh, Scott Robbins getting punked. Okay. Oh, that's Today is April Fool's Day. Yes, it is. A day I dread every year because I know I'm going to be the butt of it. And when I came in this morning, I looked at my computer, and I had a green screen on one, and the other one was completely off, and I couldn't get it to fire back up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, they messed with my computers because you know that sets me off into a rage when that happens. That's true, but I had you know. nothing to do with that. And you're like, I didn't have anything to do with this. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. So I called the tech guy. Tech guy comes in and fix it. You, in fact, did not no. have anything to do with this. So I thought, no. okay, well, I'm in the clear. So I couldn't get to my email. So now I get to my email, and I read an email 
from one of our uh, one of our partners, our business partners. Is that how you would describe Rob? I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a yeah. business partner of ours saying there's a radio station somewhere that we recorded liners for, but they want to take me out of the line. They want you guys to do it, in other words, just Markley Van Camp. They want to take me out of it because they're offended and angry about something I said about anti-vaxxers. And I'm like, what in the... And then, so, yeah, this it was is, not this only is... that, but also just uh, been hateful recently. Yeah, and then I was hateful. I'd been hateful. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So I had called our friend Rob Blum from Compass, Compass Media, Media Networks yeah. and... Yes, I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm looking to pull one here on Robbins for April Fool's. Could you write that out? He does. And it was it was probably 20 minutes to a half hour after he sent it. And as soon as you started talking about it, it was about 20 minutes before we started the show, um, I just started recording it on my phone. And that's when I had sent David a text to say, hey, heads up, I'm trying to get Robbins here with this email from Rob Lum. Mm-hmm. But David hadn't seen the text. But he picked up on it oh, as you ever? were starting to go off. Yes. So that's how it went down, and this is what it sounded like when you read the email. Both stations have complained that Robbins has been too hard on anti-vaxxers, too far right and hateful recently. So they wanted to be recorded without his voice. I'd really appreciate it if you could turn it around today. Enjoy the weekend, Rob. What the f*** does that mean? When the f*** did I do that? Seriously, did I say something? I don't know. I'm vaxxed. I don't even know what I did. That's a hell of a deal. I've been too hard on anti-vaxxers. No, I haven't. Yeah. I've never been hard on I'm saying, you're going to want to get it, get it. I don't give a f***. Don't get it, get it, whatever. I've gotten it. So how they want to take me out of the liners? Okay, that's fine. David, I don't know if we should just stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that, or do we do it? Yeah, f- who cares? Or do we just let Scott know right now this is April Fool's? That's April Fools. Are you f-ing kidding me? F- you guys, <laughs> sons of bitches! God dang it! <laughs> you f-ing guys. God dang it. So there you go. Oh man! I and believe me, I had I I hook line and sinkered it. Yeah. Only yes, because I, I about once or twice a week I get somebody who's fit to be tied and they're gonna take me out. Yeah. They're gonna make sure my career's over. <laughs> that happens to all of us. That's just yes. part of the game. But yes, I think after it was all said and done, you were a pretty good sport about it. But as David had said before, he really doesn't like April Fool's Day, but I think I'm kind of bringing you to my side. It can be fun, see? I'm taking That's next fun. April Fool's Day off. I'm just taking it, <laughs> right. I'm just taking it off. Yep. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Any news update straight ahead right here. I've never been hard on I'm saying, you get it, want to get it, get it. I don't give a f***. <laughs> The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Man, China has been locking down again because of COVID, and there's a new report about something that's happening in Shanghai. There are police or there are police checkpoints being manned by people in hazmat suits. Residents are barricaded in their homes. You're talking about 26 million people locked down in Shanghai alone. Wow. Uh, two orderlies, though, at the Shanghai Donghai uh, elderly care facility. Uh, it said the virus, by the way, 
was uh, spreading rather rapidly among the elderly population at that facility. The official number of COVID deaths is zero <laughs> because the Chinese government lies. Yeah. Uh, it's easily over 100. They're running out of space to store bodies right now. Easy, man. Um, on a lighter note, before Nimrods, this can happen, you know, especially in Florida. It's still <laughs> a surprise when it happens, something like this. A lot of homes being built in Florida because a lot of people want to live there. This is the Fort Myers area. Workers putting the finishing touches on this home. And so guys about to install the window blinds because there's an open house happening that day, just, you know, within an hour or two. All of a sudden, oh, my gosh, there's a 12-foot gator in the master bedroom. Apparently, you know, sometimes guys are working on a house and you leave a door open. You think the gator got in, and then the wind blew the door shut and trapped the gator in there. (laughs) (laughs) So the gator's in there and pissed. Yes. And hungry. Great. Yes. So it took two professional trappers to get the gator out. And video is being passed around online now. Pretty wild. Oh, man. All right, got to get the number one. Throw it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News, we start in California. Woman had to drive to court on Monday because she was due to make an appearance after she was arrested for stealing a car. Um... Well, she stole a car. How'd she get to the courthouse? She Uber? Oh, yeah. I was wondering about that, too. Nope, she drove. A different stolen car. Oh, gosh. She already figured it out. Got a lot full of them. She was then driven back to jail. Uh, Nimrod here, I would say, is the boyfriend. This was something. You You may have heard about this story. This woman is telling her boyfriend, I really want you to quit going to the strip clubs. I'll be, I'm done. I'm done. Well, she got tipped off. He was there again. She had a tracker in his car. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So she drove there, and she stripped down to her bra, and then one of the dancers there gave her a thong. So she went up on stage, walked over to her boyfriend, said, do you want a show? All right, you'll get a show. She had taken some tips from some of the strippers. She got tipped $100 and said, I'm done with you. <laughs> they offered her a job. She said, no, I'm done. I, that was just to prove a point. <laughs> Wow. And that's Nimrod's in the news.